Welcome to the Christian CEO Podcast. I'm Katie Bother, and I have built an impactful location independent business since 2008 with plenty of rejections, English as my third language, and lots of God's grace. Each week, we will be sharing relevant and direct advice or inspiring interviews with one intention. It's your time to go pro with your marketplace calling. Now, let's get to it. Are you one of those service providers that you feel you have so much competition? There are gazillion other people doing the same thing or similar things as you do, and you really don't know how to stand out. Well, in today's episode, it's another Power One Framework uh, students highlights, and her name is Michelle Mays. Let me read her bio for you, that she is a founder of Rene Michelle Events, and it's a full service planning and designing concierge for luxury weddings and special events based in New York. Now, when uh, Michelle came to me, that she, just like a lot of all of my clients, have a bit doubt and and uh, less confident about how can she really stand out? How can she still work well this mission and calling that God has called her to do, that God has entrusted her to steward? Because her passion for weddings reaches beyond the glamour and the initial excitement, giddy laughter. That she thinks that uh, your wedding day is a catalyst of your marriage. And she really want to provide you, the bride and grooms, having a positive uh, planning experience because you don't want to start your marriage with the weight of unmet or unrealistic expectations. The other thing is also she thinks this is about honor that her business is about honor. Well, why is that? Watch the episode and let her tell yourself. But in this episode, it's not really just about the wedding planning though. I want to really hear about behind the words or let's say between the words. We also ask a question like, why you choose this niche or niche? you know, for my uh, both but UK, US friends here. And what is that unique mechanism of her service for her clients so she stands out so well? And also she shared the common challenge for service providers, not just the wedding planners and so much more. So coming up for you in this episode. Michelle, welcome to the show. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. You know, uh, when our, our own CCU members and a lot of people, they saw your website, they, they were so inspired because uh, this is such a wonderful, uh, um, how do we say that? Wonderful, not just look pretty. I mean, a lot of people anyway expect the wedding planning website look pretty, but I think it's just such a unique approach that you took because you have a process. Um, first of all, in the introduction, I already, you know, uh, share uh, a little bit about you, how awesome you are to the audience, but we always like to hear from 
the person self that can you tell us that a little bit about your journey and until that why you even choose this uh, very specific niche or niche sure so first let me reintroduce myself <laughs> so i'm michelle mays i am the owner of renee michelle events and i am the chief concierge for wedding luxury wedding planning in new york my journey is really interesting um it started way back <laughs> when um, I have a family member who was getting married and about two weeks before the wedding, she realized she didn't have anyone to assist with the church or MC the reception. So a cousin said, hey, what about Michelle? And I was shocked because I figured I'd just be the guest. Um, and from that moment on, I was like, okay, let me get acclimated. And I just dove right in. You know, I just went right into the deep end, honestly, <laughs> literally and figuratively. And um, it was fun. It I felt comfortable. I was in the groove of everything. And then I thought, oh, this is nice. It's fun. I didn't think about it as a business opportunity or even something I would do in the long term. Fast forward, I worked in corporate America and I um, continued up the ladder in corporate America became an executive assistant, still doing that as I build the business. But in that realm, I um, build on my organizational skills. I'm sorry. In that realm, I build upon my organizational skills. And I'm good at that and good at keeping everything in order and checks and balances. And then I started doing more events. And that would entail, you know, being able to handle multiple people, personalities, likes, dislikes, needs, and as well as events for the team and getting involved in organizing that. But in doing that, I felt the desire for weddings creep up again. And I was like, well, what is this? You know, what is this all about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I started journeying and walking along that path. And here I am today. Well, it's, I think it's so unique because because I was in the corporate world for many, many years. So I understood what the true executive assistant, you know, they do. A lot of time we tell, we, we feel like they are superhero <laughs> and they are also almost like uh, um, all the Intel center, you know, if you want to know about uh, the ball, the big boss or all the small bosses that what they about to do or, or what, sh what, how can we be more careful under their uh, daily weather, so to speak, quote, unquote, daily weather today? Is this they have a, such an uh, awesome, unique um, capacity and skills in order to, you know, communicate uh, among all those personnel. So I think that that is kind of, God kind of just, you know, prepare you on that role and kind of sneaking in as we know, Holy Spirit sometimes is very sneaky uh, and get you prepared for the wedding planning. And it's not just the regular wedding planning, but a luxury yeah. uh, wedding uh, planning. I think when you come to the luxury, um, for me personally, because my corporate world is from the luxury uh, hospitality industries, so for the guest or the, the uh, consumer, when they look at the luxury in service industry, I mean, they, they enjoy the, you know, obviously all the great services and all the amenity comes for. But 
we know as inside, <laughs> walk inside the luxury hospitality industry, that means it's nonstop yeah. attentioning to the yeah. details, right? Yeah. Uh, and also the to see how we meet the or exceeding the expectation for our clients. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about you know your pro your unique process in the this wedding planning? Because I think, well, when people think about wedding, we know that there's a gazillion of things that you need to attend to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then not to mention it's luxury wedding planning. So can you explain to us a little bit about your process and what it can do in each stage of this process can do for the brides and grooms? So in my journey back into wedding planning, <laughs> I say back into. <laughs> back into, yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of wedding planners out there and we're all great in our own right. But I had to figure out and and when I say figure out, get back in connection with who I really am and what I really enjoy doing and who I enjoy working with. And when I say enjoy working with them, they know what they want. They understand They understand that there are gives and takes. But in doing that, I also had to figure out, well, how do I make it easy for them while making it easy for myself? So... I have, with your help, Kelly, (laughs) um, (laughs) tapped into who I am, the organization that I have, the organizational skills that I have, and created EDR. And EDR stands for Engage, Design, and Reveal. And when you think about wedding planning, you think about weddings, that's what it is. You're engaging with your client, your, uh, your customer, the bride and the groom, engaging meaning they share their vision with me. And I'm, and I then take in that information and we take in that or I take in that information via questionnaire, via conversation and listening intently to the things that they say they want to have revealed for their wedding requires me just really honing in on into every single word. And then with the design phase, we or we go into what they said in the engage, be it the colors, be it the the environment, be it just things that attract them and what they want to reveal. That's what we start to develop in the design phase. So we're bringing all of those elements together and envisioning what the day will look like. And that requires us sitting down, sketching out or, or, or just pulling magazine articles or pictures, then meeting with vendors and suppliers that can fulfill that vision with whatever they have. Then finally, there's a reveal. And that's when I really hit the ground running because on that day, that's the reveal, that's the wedding day. And that's the day where I'm the the conductor, as yeah, well, like yeah. a better term, making sure everyone is doing their part to bring together that vision and making that vision cohesive and making that vision what the couple has envisioned in their own mind. So that means I'm making sure the chauffeurs are on time if there's chauffeurs involved, making sure the designer is there and pulling together the room and the ceremony, making sure the venue has everything together and making sure the escort cars are, are lined up. So it's just the whole process of making it simple for the client to see and understand and then building 
um, not building, but making it simple for the client to see and understand, and then laying out all the steps that each part entails. I don't know about you guys, just lead by listen to it. I already feel tired, meaning, <laughs> meaning I already feel like, my goodness, this is so much to do. How can you not hire a wedding planner <laughs> for your wedding, really? Um, let's uh, take a step back. When you said the first that EDR, the first is engage, right? You mentioned. Right. I would say, you mentioned, say, uh, you really have to exercise your active listening power. Actually, that's yeah. one of the most important um, uh, capacity and skill as a coach we need to have. I will add, is that true though, Michelle? Actually, you also are paying attention the words they didn't say. Exactly, exactly. Because sometimes when you think about your... You're so excited with the fact that you're about to get married and you have this grand vision and you know exactly what you want, but sometimes you don't know what you don't want. And what I mean by that is you, you don't know every question to ask. Yes. So you don't know every question to ask. You don't know how the things, or you may not know how the things that you do want affect something else that you want. Exactly. it's it is very it listening is so key. Um, I know we often hear. I know I've often heard we have two ears and one mouth. And yes, <laughs> <laughs> we have the two ears, so we you know double listening and speak one times. You know, so yes, active listening is so key. Yeah, and then your second stage is design, right? Mm-hmm. You mentioned that obviously now after the engage engage with the brides and grooms that you know we understand their what they want but now is to really put in the reality to connect with all the service providers the vendors to see whether they you know can provide the 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 expectation that the uh, the clients want and i think from there what would you say the Number one challenge in, in this in this phrase, what would you say? I mean, for the, let's say for the brides and grooms and also maybe for the vendor's side. Um, I would say the challenge is from the bride's perspective, <sighs> expecting and expecting the unexpected. So sometimes what we visualize isn't, really going to materialize exactly how we visualize it. Yeah. Um, And that also, part of that has to do with, honestly, when you want to have your wedding. So I use my favorite flower, for example. I love peonies. I just do. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) But the flower has a short season locally, wherever you may be locally. So if you're getting married, let's say in New York, the, fl- the season for peonies are May and June, and that's when they're in the fullest bloom. But if you're having your wedding in, let's say, February, March, and you just so your heart is set on that flower, then we have to then source someone who can import that flower. And that requires the bride and groom understanding that that's an extra cost. If that's something you must have, then, OK, we manage that expectation and then we meet with a supplier that will then bring in that flower. 
sometimes the supplier will try to talk the client out of it and not in a negative way, but in understanding the course um, hindrances that it will entail. But if the client is willing to accept that cost, then there's a meeting of the minds and we move forward. So that's that's the thing, the challenge, I one of the challenges, and I use that as a simple example, but yeah. it can be much bigger than that. Yeah, I'm sure. But I think even just that simple example, not just the money though, the mm-hmm. time as well, isn't the it? Time. Exactly. Right. Because if you cannot get locally, that means uh, you know, you have to import in that means that require extra amount of time and not just that after the flower comes in how can still keep them fresh and all that type of stuff and I think that is just like Michelle said that uh, this is just one little teeny example obviously a lot of other items can go way bigger okay let's look at the very last step EDR so it's reveal right yeah because I used to work in hotel and as a um, on the other end, right? So I work with the wedding planner and with the bride to be to get them to the hotel to um, basically I'm a, one little part of that wedding. So I understood, I often see the wedding planner that day. I mean, you, you mentioned moments ago as a conductor. For me, it's like that day, your role have to be a whole lot more than that. Um, uh, is that the one moment you are the therapist to the to the bride bride who is freaking out, or the next one is like uh, um, you know in those old movie um, like I now came to me like a British movie like like they have this uh, uh, how they call that role like a father like a chief bother or something mm-hmm. yeah that person yes, have yes, to yes. like take care of every single thing that day yeah. and and uh, have to know the balance of when to be firm to tough but when to be soft and and um, or, or also be a coach or something can you explain to us that what kind of roles you had to play on the day of the <laughs> reveal so you said them all I use conductor as, as a broad stroke. Yes. Um, you know, it's um, type of person. But yes, it's a therapist. Let's say, it, well, I, I don't want to use this example, but let's <laughs> say that um, I've had the experience where the flowers are late and mm-hmm. calming the bride down, you know, and, and then getting on the phone with the vendor, like, okay, where are you? What's going on? Who can you get to make this happen? So, so you go from, like you said, this soft, calming person to this not a dictator but firm and authoritative and must get it now right you have to do that with tact and and um what's the word i'm looking for tact and and softness as well yeah saying you get more bees with honey (laughs) (laughs) you know even though and and i've experienced it and I've, i've seen planners who just go in charging you may go in charging and get a result, but you'll never be invited with warm arms again to that venue or to work with that vendor again. That's so the you key. Have to, you have to be firm, but you have to also be soft. And I don't mean soft and mushy. I mean soft in your approach, soft in what you say and soft in how you say it. Because as long as you're firm and they hear the firmness in your voice, but they receive the warmth, you'll get whatever you need. You'll get whatever you need. So yes, the therapist, 
the um the the umpire <laughs> the, the um the goalie you know you, you have to catch whatever comes your way and 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 block whatever may be going towards the bride or even the vendor and the, uh, the supplier so the gatekeeper the gatekeeper so you you're as a wedding planner you're embodying all of these personalities and and it amazes me that someone who really and and I am that someone that embraces this this responsibility can still walk away saying wow I enjoy what I do you, 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 I mean, for me, you guys are the rare breed. You, you guys are the, the, the need extra dose of grace. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that's what it is. That's, that's it right there, Kelly, is grace. We're all grace to do something to bring forth the glory of God and his light. And as long as you're walking in that grace, it's, it's all possible. It's when we step out of that grace that it becomes impossible yeah what do you see the common challenge in your industry i think one of them that i see is um one of them that i see is from the wedding planet's perspective doing everything mm-hmm. and when i say everything is where the plant some have taken on the role of planner then they may take on the role of a designer, such as an invitation designer, they may take on a role of, okay, then I need to do X, Y, and Z. I, I need to also practice floral design because when I'm not planning, when weddings aren't taking place, what else do I do to supplement my income? Or what else do I do to, to, to show that I'm still out here, even though you're not planning weddings? And what has come to mind just now as I'm sharing this with you is those who think that wedding planning is easy and simple and, oh, I can do it. I just got married, so I can be a planner. And then they come into the industry and they charge a rate that is so low that people who don't understand what it takes and what a true wedding planner embodies thinks Mm -hmm. that, well, this person is charging so much money and this person is charging so much less, I'm going to go with the person that's less. Mm. But you don't understand that that person who is charging less doesn't know or may not know as much as the person who's charging more. Just because a person charged more doesn't mean that they're not worthy of it. You charge based on your experience, your expertise, and your abilities. And we invest into what we're able to provide. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm so glad you pointed out. I think that actually not... That challenge is not only in wedding plan, plan, planning industry. I think we, did, we see that throughout um, our service-based industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the often um, that my clients, which is happen, you are one of mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why I'm so super proud of uh, this episode to invite you in because well, this is this episode is one of those highlight, uh, you know, uh, the Power One framework, the Christian leaders, how they really in real life and uh, conduct their business use the framework. Um, because people, the, the clients come to me or the audience come to me and say, Kelly, I mean, how do I stand out? I mean, I heard that all the time. 
But the thing is, um, they will say, oh, I, I, it's not possible for me to stand out because I already have so many other people doing the same or similar thing as I do. Mm-hmm. And, and I right away answer said, well, just look at, look at me, what I'm doing. Yeah, I try to go to find another business coach, marketing strategist. I mean, there are enough of <laughs> enough of the people out there, but I never have a problem to have a business because we understand that, um, again, just that like you say, you know, we don't have to serve everybody. Yes. And that's where speak to, you just mentioned a lot of wedding planners, they thought they are, competing with other wedding planners but the true of that it's you know it's you we don't need a whole lot of clients uh in order to have that full-time prosperous business uh because you know god already have a tribe out there waiting for us to serve yes it's just a matter of uh how do you position yourself and and so they can find you now, I also curious want to ask because in your website there is a paragraph I think under the about about page. You mentioned say this thing you are doing, you know, not just for the business, but it's about honor. Can you explain to us about that? So, I think that was part of my struggle. No, I don't think. Honestly, I know that was part of my struggle <laughs> <laughs> with embracing the wedding industry. Quite frankly, the wedding industry is is very different from God's definition of what marriage and weddings are. Mm. So I know that I've taken on and, and took it upon myself to study the entire historical backgrounds of weddings and why they started and what they mean to as in, in every day. Um, but then embracing more and more of my, my relationship with God and Jesus and understanding the biblical. And I, I use that word with a little bit of hesitation because it's not just biblical, it's relational, it's, it's life. Mm -hmm. And so I struggled with balancing that because I don't, I never wanted anyone to be offended by who I am and who I represent. And Jesus never wanted anyone to be offended either, but he did what God told him to do. And through many people coming into my life and God having me speak into my life, I realized that what I am doing and was called to do is to help people realize that their union matters and their union is a representation. And that's why it's an honor for me. It's an honor for me to stand there as a representation of my client and helping them bring forth their vision because their wedding day is the start of their marriage. And it's a start of a union that God designed to showcase his love on earth. And it, 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 it honor is, 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 is what it boils down to. It's an yes. honor to be part of that representation or that start of that representation. Yeah, that's so good, Michelle. It's, uh, um, I think that also answer to uh, a question of, a lot of Christian entrepreneurs, sometimes they, they were taught incorrectly they, when it comes to, for example, uh, the relation between money, business, and 
uh, holiness, right? Mm. Uh, some of them, unfortunately, were told that say, okay, so yes, you go on business, you make the money, and then put the money uh, back to the church. So that part is holy. But now when you are doing your business, not, not it's a secular, which is totally wrong, right? right? If you are truly called to the marketplace, that means whatever you're doing daily in your business is holy. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a, a form of worship because you say yes to the Lord and then you're going to embark on this journey. And just like anything else, uh, you're going to have to do what it takes uh, to move forward in this in, to steward this calling. Yeah. So Michelle, what would you say if I asked you, say, what is your experience, um, you know, kind of before and the difference between before and after went through this power one framework, this process? So I can say that everything I went through up to coming into connection with you was a process and a journey to lay the foundation. And I didn't understand it at first. I will honestly say that at first I was like, well, God, how come this didn't happen 10 years ago or 12 years ago? Because of all of the twists and turns and it never felt right then. Something mm. was always missing then and I didn't understand it. And, but God kept me moving forward. Then it was learning what the, now I understand. Then it was learning what the industry was and what it was about and how it functioned and how people within the industry function. But always knowing that I had a different voice and a different purpose, but feeling frustrated that I didn't fit in because I wanted to fit in. And every time I tried to fit in, it didn't work. Then fast forward, coming into connection with you and the Power One framework, I was able to be comfortable with my own voice mm. and not have the feeling of I was offending anyone or, or putting anyone off or or disrespecting anyone, but I was comfortable in my voice and my lane and what God called me to do. So that's the difference, being the comfort and the confidence in my voice and my lane and what God called me to do. And being a luxury wedding planner isn't this puffy thing. It's, it's a foundational, true purpose. It has a foundational, true purpose. Well, that's all good, Michelle. I mean, I cannot do better to wrap this up. I mean, it just is so much substance as what you just say. And I would just want to leave to, you know, all the listeners or, or people watching us on YouTube that we try very hard to blend in sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, don't you agree? Yes. But guess what? Funny thing is, we all admire and look up to those who stand out. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> so, and God obviously told us that we are the light of the world. We shouldn't be hidden under the table. No. So for those of you that I want you to go to check Michelle's website up, which is in the show note. And Michelle, tell us actually that URL now. I mean, we surely put a link in the show note for their convenience. Sure. It's Renee Michelle Events, so I'll spell it out for you. R-E-N as in Nancy, A-Y-M-E-S as in Sam, H-E-L-L, events.com. Okay, as you can say, it did be mouthful. So guys, <laughs> you really need to go to check the show notes because I'm telling you her website looks very different 
And uh, we are very proud and honored to be able to help her in this process. And uh, uh, just cannot wait to see that how Michelle, you know, continue to thrive from here and be that role model in the industry. So thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on the show today. Thank you so much, Kelly, for having me. Thank you. Thank you. How did you enjoy the conversation? I hope that from this episode, it will inspire you and take your mission to the marketplace confidently as God has called you. Before I let you to click on the next episode or next YouTube videos here in this channel, I want to remind you this. What I say in the episode, we try so hard to blend in very often, but ask yourself, whom you admire the most. I would say pretty much 90% is those leaders who stand out. And God is saying it's your time to stand out so you can create that impact you were born to do. If you think it's your time to finally take this seriously, then I will invite you to go to kellyballer.com forward slash learn. Again, that's kellyballer.com forward slash learn. From there, you will get to access the free access to the Power One framework. And we also will invite you to come to the series of a free workshop in September, October. But only when you give us your email address. Otherwise, I have no way to inform you when the workshops are available. If you are watching us from YouTube, here comes more useful and practical business advice for you. If you are listening from wherever podcast is available, please go to kellybala.com forward slash 096 for show note. Uh, there you will have Michelle's website and also all the goodies that we prepare for you. I will see you in the next episode. Hi there. If you have found this episode resonating with you, would you please consider to take a moment and drop a review on iTunes? It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content week in and week out. Please go to kellyballer.com forward slash review. Again, that's kellyballer.com forward slash review. We really appreciate it. And you will also help more fellow Christian CEOs find this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Christian CEO Podcast at www.kellybotter.com.